0: Hey, welcome to creation station weekly. I'm Bob from creation station. This is our weekly show where we talk about 2 or 3 cool tech topics, something creative with somebody from the library system and we get you back on your way with hopefully something fun and interesting today. We have miss Paula Schaefer's from the sunrise library. How are you doing Miss Paula?
1: I'm doing. Okay, Bob. How are you?
0: Life is pretty good right now. I'm feeling like uh, it's been uh, not quite as freezing cold as it might have been, but... uh... It's way too cold for me. I'm moving south one of these days.
1: No, this is nice. You're moving south. Uh, south.
0: moving south. (laughs) More south than Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Um, We got a fun full show today. Um, Paula found some really cool stories, and um, it inspired me to go bring a story that I was going to do next week and make it to this week. So I'm just going to jump right in here right now and start sharing um, up on my Google Chrome here for you and the very first thing uh is next week actually on the 25th is the 100 year anniversary of the word robot um <laughs> i know it's really cool it's really fun um so anyone who didn't know this or just thought this word came from just wherever it's uh there was a really great story um, in the Guardian uh, earlier this week about this um it was a czech playwright who um came up who coined the term and the word actually comes off of robati or robati is i guess is the more proper czech pronunciation um it's the word for surf or forced labor so all the way from the very beginning this word has always meant somebody laboring for us who was the first time you thought about robots paula
1: oh my gosh um I, you know, I don't know. The first time I thought about robots was probably, remember those, um, the little robot toys, the Furbies with Mm -hmm. the moving eyes and you could teach them tricks. That was like the first real, I don't know, like, oh, this might really become part of our lives.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's an interesting, um, thing i i i mine goes back a bit longer um i grew up in detroit in the auto and you know family in the auto industry so right. i knew like when they were bringing robots onto the assembly lines and things like that um so it was interesting things
1: i don't thought think about I it I that way a lot of assembly lines as robots when i was a kid so the yeah. first time i really thought about like robots in my life was like toys so yeah
0: And I think that that's one of those things that we've done. I mean, nowadays we all take it for granted. I mean, we've got Roombas floating around our houses and zooming around and or or whatever. By the way, for everyone, This was CES week, the Consumer Electronics Show week. Um, So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they have been doing all the stuff um, virtually this year. Usually it's a big, huge show in Las Vegas, um, but obviously in our current times, we're doing everything virtually. So there's a tremendous amount of stuff out there, which is why robots are really big in the news right now today. I've got something that Miss Paula sent me here that I thought was a really fun story from that of robots that can build themselves and are built out of ice. Tell me what you found about this, Miss Paula. This
1: one was cool. Um it was so these two guys, Devin Carroll and Markiam from University of Pennsylvania, they were working with um I think Devin was actually working or Mr. Carroll was working with um ecologists and forests and the robots they were using were breaking down and so it was sort of a what could we use from the environment what found items could we use to sort of repair the robots and so that's what sort of launched into this ice exploration (laughs) so the the robot themselves like all the electronics are of course electronics but then any parts so maybe i need six wheels to roll over this terrain let me make my own six wheels and attach it to myself sort of sort of thinking. So that was sort of neat, like what robots could do to sort of repair themselves.
0: Yeah. I, and it's it's really awesome that as they use the example in the article about going doing this, you know, all over the solar system, there's lots of ice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we go out to Europa or Titan or wherever and we start really getting a chance and if you can just build yourself a new wheel every time it breaks (laughs) unlike what happens unlike what happens on mars um which is the problem with mars is that you know there is no ice there to be able to do something like this and that's why those things keep wearing out although they have lasted an amazing amount of time NASA did a great job on those rovers but this is a really cool idea for this
1: uh, it uh-huh. went, um, I, I don't know. In my head, this would make a really great cartoon.
0: <laughs> oh, I can. Oh, yeah. No, okay. Yeah, we'll we'll get Pixar involved in that, huh? No. Yeah. That's yeah. that, that's that's a pretty funny idea. Yeah. Can we imagine what that would look like for that? Um, well, just,
1: I just want a little short of like you know the robot getting you know his wheel is broken. Oh no, I need to make a new wheel and put that on. It, you know, now I'm styling sort of thing. <laughs>
0: Ooh, now, it's, now we're going to add food coloring to the ice, and we're going to be able to, to, to yeah. put Oh man, put racing stripes on our ice spot. That's pretty interesting. Um, one of the robot stories that came out of CES and other things this week was fish. Oh,
1: these were cool. These were really cool. Yeah.
0: So these robotic fish, they're just little rechargeable fish. I'll show you. There's a diagram farther down that I'll put on here for you so you can see. It's got little bits of rechargeable things, and it's designed to look like a fish for a couple of reasons. One, to make it easier to move around, because fish are designed that way, have fins and tails and everything moving like that for a reason. It's a very fast, efficient way of moving around. And two, these can be scaled down really small Mm -hmm. so that they look just like the rest of the fish around them, like the big underwater cameras that, Typically you see um, now they kind of look like torpedo tubes that have to go around. Um you've seen yeah, all those and all, all the old Jacusto Stone yeah, yeah, yeah. type stuff. Yeah, um, but this part here is the one that really gets me going. Um, Cause this is the other thing that I talk about a lot is uh, for artificial intelligence and how machine learning and all the things that go on with that. Um, each one of these can is individual on their own but then can work together as you pile more of them together. They find each other and start swimming like a school of fish.
1: Yeah, that was really cool. That like whole underwater drone sort of idea. That was awesome.
0: And yeah, you have done this with drones before. Um, In fact, you can if you've seen some of those really fancy uh, fireworks shows um, (laughs) that aren't fireworks anymore, they're drones. it's, that's, that's a really cool thing. That's a different topic, though. This one here um, is all self-automated where they can go do it on their own so that if one fish, one of these little robotic fish finds another piece of whatever they're looking for, whether that's whether yeah. they're out searching for pollution or whether they're searching for other real live fish, not robotic fish, um, for them to be able to come up and get and do those things. So I think it's a really fun little story that way. Yeah,
1: I thought it was a neat way to be a little less intrusive to natural sea life and be able to get into places that we wouldn't ordinarily be able to visit um, without, you know, disrupting yeah. the whole system. So this, this one was really cool to me.
0: I mean, and that that old 25 millimeters, this is nothing. These things are like super little tiny bits. <laughs> um, yeah, just cr- and, and they've got real fish eyes just yeah that's pretty it just blew it just blew me away on this one it was just so much fun to see this um and this is where all those robot stories from all like we talk about 100 years of robot stories now and where we've come from big huge clunky metropolis kind of uh robots and the assembly line robots where you know things that are obviously things that are not um, human at all, and then you get into Star Wars android kind of things, and we won't even get into Blade Runner. <sighs> oh.
1: <laughs> well, Blade Runner, uh-huh. yeah, I, I don't, it's just, I don't know, the whole concept of robots in art. I mean, it goes back to like, yeah. like BC, like there was, um, like an intelligent machine god. And so that's I don't know. It's just it's it's always been part of our lives. But the fact that we're now like building what we used to dream of is is kind of yeah.
0: And I think that that's part of it is the ability for us to envision something and create it and do um, as really kind of transcended where the original of here's a slave laborer kind of thing goes. Um, Although your cool story thing to find. Um, if anybody out there <laughs> has not seen this, um, Boston, this Dynamics, <laughs> Boston Dynamics Boston uh, Dynamics is a, sub, a subdivision of Apple, uh, I'm sorry, of Alphabet, um, which is w- Google and all sorts of other different uh, companies that are underneath there. And they did a fun, coordinated story of robots. I'm just going to play the video. I'm not going to do any sound so Paula can give us her commentary as it's going. And you can see how fun, slash scary, slash, I don't know, what do we do about these robots nowadays?
1: The fact that this robot jumps is just incredible. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, a, I just want to hold up my 9.0. <laughs> like, that was, that's so awesome. It's just, I, want, it's I wonder how,
0: how long it takes to program that in nowadays.
1: You know, all I want is for my Roomba to not get caught underneath my dining room chairs. And these <sighs> robots are like doing backflips. It's it's so yeah. cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd like my Roomba not to to chew up my charging cables that are scattered on the floor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. this. Yeah, and you can see of,
0: this video is just amazing for how nimble they can make these things nowadays.
1: Well, And their tops are so massive and they're just balancing on these little legs. It's just, it's unbelievable how they made this happen. But this little yellow dog that's here, yeah. he's been on my radar since they did Uptown Funk a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Was that just a year ago? Uh,
0: he just, he yeah, I think it was like 12, 18 months ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that's a really fun video. Um, and that was sort of like a wow, this is well, they've got this dog, but of course he's got four legs. Of course he can dance and balance and do his thing. But to do these um animated, you know, humanoid robots, that's that's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just letting this thing I'm just letting it play. We're going a little long this week, but we're just letting this play for everybody to have a smile this week. We all need a little bit of a stress relief and this is kind of fun out there. Yeah, we love um,
1: it's just it's wild just
0: wild. it is it is just hilarious out there um so, but so, so
1: the song the song choice uh-huh. here was primo because this was oh now it's escaped me what was this one
0: oh this uh, was
1: the Munch, the Munch potato song yes oh. <laughs> but the name of the and... song was-
0: and then two years ago was for Uptown Funk. See, you were very good on that one. You, 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 you remember these things.
1: I remember the Uptown Funk because that like, you know, all over my social media, it was just popping up everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, the yellow dog. I've got to watch the yellow dog.
0: Yes. Oh, that's
1: really funny. And they're
0: actually teaching them now so they can uh, stand back up when somebody knocks them over on their own now.
1: Unbelievable. They're,
0: they're learning. They're doing.
1: All they need is a block of ice to, you know, repair the
0: leg. <laughs> See, and we tie it all in together, folks. See, isn't that a great thing? Um, so thank you, Miss Paula. I wanted to uh, share our our one cool story, uh, cool library thing that we always do. And um,
1: oh, you're frozen.
0: <laughs> yep. Now I. And so now, um, that uh, think- summer learning this year. Yep. Yeah. Um, summer learning this year is all. It's called tales and tales and tales. Um, so, every, if you don't know, every year, uh, the library system puts out in a, a summer learning program um, for adults and kids. And this year, just the theme is Tales and Tales. And Miss Paula, you have a great thing that you guys are doing out there at the Sunrise Library all about this. I was really, well, I, let me bring this one up for you and show people. Tell us about this. Tell us while I'm bringing this, this picture up for you. Okay.
1: So there's libraries across, this, across the country that are doing these story walks and we wanted to do one also. So um, the friends group actually helped us fund these signs, um, the little realtor signs that you see in front of you there. Um, and our team group, not knowing that the summer learning program was going to be called Tales and Tales, they did sort of like a naming brainstorm and they came up with the tail trail so it was just happy coincidence there. Um, this is yeah, our really second cool. story. <laughs> I know, it's kind of fun. This um last month we did Do Like a Duck Does. So we had lots of story, we had a story about ducks, and there's lots of ducks around the pond. And this is going so around the lake with.
0: out there by the library, right?
1: Right. There's a pond right next door, and it's about a quarter mile walk around from start to finish. It's all paved, it's easily accessible um, for all abilities. And so what we do is we take apart. So here's our book, and it has no pages. Mm-hmm. So we took all of the pages out of a copy of the book, and we put it around the pond. So you can walk with your awesome. family and read this book. And we have these um, prompts at the bottom, literacy prompts. So like this one is "Blip" rhymes with "flip." What else rhymes with "flip"? Um, every page has something, something fun, something interactive. And when you're all done, you can come into the library and pick up an activity kit to take home. So it all sort of ties in together. Yeah.
0: And that's really helpful for families and everybody to be able to keep learning, keep doing your stuff. And you guys have, I'm guessing, now that I'm going to put you on the spot, you got two or three more of these planned? How often do you change uh, them
1: we up? We <laughs> We're changing, we leave them up for four weekends. So it's about three and a half weeks. Okay. Um, Then we have them planned out through the end of May. We're a little hesitant to put things up over the summer because, you know, hurricane season, strong wind, strong rain. Um, We're we're going to kind of see how this goes. So we have stories planned out until May that may change. But for now, we're doing one story. It stays up for four weekends, and then we switch it out.
0: That's cool. That's a really great thing. Thank you very much for that. Um, I do want to thank Miss Paula here Which for I being out here at Summit. Her. That is awesome. It's, it's great. Thank you very much for being here, Miss Paula, with us today. Uh, so, everybody Anybody. remember that the um, Create, that remember for Creation Station here uh, that we you can always email us at creationstation at broward.org. Um, If you have any questions, problems, ideas, suggestions for us, or you just want to feature your favorite librarian or your favorite library, send us an email and we'll get them on the show. Thank you all very much. We'll see you next week.